Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, tuning in like this is a radio show or something. But, you know, I guess we are going uh, five times a week here every weekday, so I suppose you could consider that kind of a show. Um, hey, this has been really fun. We're doing this series on the Ultimate Recovery Guide, uh, my latest resource, completely free of charge, uh, available to anybody, anybody who is just looking to further their freedom journey. And we're going through each um, each part of the recovery guide. So we've done three episodes so far. Today is episode number four of the series, and tomorrow we'll close it out with our fifth and final uh, best practice. And that's really what this whole guide it revolves around. It's five best practices for any guy who wants to recover. Whether you are brand new in the recovery journey, you haven't told a peep about your problem, or you know maybe you've dabbled a little bit, you've done some groups, you've done some programs, you're looking to just take things to the next level. Either way, this recovery guide is going to be super helpful for you. Now, we've talked about three best practices so far um, that all really play into each other. Um, you know, in some ways, you can't do one well without doing the others well also. And um, let me just give a quick summary, and then there's no preamble from me today. We're just going to dive right in. Best practice number one is bring trusted people into your journey. Don't do this alone. And, you know, this is like very easy to say and very hard to execute because the only thing you really want to do when you struggle with something as shameful as an addiction, let alone a porn addiction, is hide. That's all you want to do. You just, you you don't want to think about it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to have to deal with the discomfort and the pain that could come from having a conversation about it with another person. And you know, um, some of you have probably done that first step. You know, you've told somebody and that's great, but it can still be hard to keep it ongoing, right? To keep those conversations going again and again. And that's why we do a lot of group coaching here. We really believe in steady, regular connection with each other and with a coach. Um, But regardless of how you slice this, you're going to want to bring trusted people into your journey. And the emphasis is on trusted. They should be people that you really trust. Okay, let me. I'm not going to go too far into that um, because we have other best practices to talk about. So best practice number two is to focus on the internal and the external will take care of itself. So we want to avoid behavior modification and really focus on transformation of the heart. Now that took us into best practice number three, which kind of begs the question of how do you monitor your progress? And instead of keeping track of streaks, we actually want to monitor internal prog- pardon me internal progress. We want to pay close attention to how um, how you are evolving as a man, your personal development, your character development, and ultimately the transformation journey that God has you on. Because as you transfer, uh, pardon me, as you transform, that is when you're really going to start to notice freedom actually becoming a part of your life. You can go a very long time without looking at porn doesn't mean you're free. We're much more interested in the progress of your personal development. Now, each of these best practices is in response to a mistake that is classically made. 
And today, the classic mistake that we are talking about is over-spiritualizing the problem. Now, a majority of our listeners come from a faith background. If you're not of a faith background, I just want to assure you that this is still going to be a useful concept for you to kind of wrap your head around in your recovery journey, and you're going to find out why. So whether you're you know, overtly Christian or not, maybe you're not sure, uh, maybe you're of a different faith, you're going to find some benefit to this regardless. The reason that over-spiritualizing the problem is a mistake is because it negates the other elements that contribute to a porn addiction. So when I say over-spiritualizing the problem, what I'm really talking about is is either focusing solely on the spiritual part of the issue or um, not giving enough credence to the other areas of the issue. And we're going to talk about what some of those areas are. So an example is, you know, maybe somebody teaches a, a sermon, one of your mentors, your parents, whoever, somebody says, you know, porn, struggling with porn is a demon. It's just a demon. All you have to do is get the demon cast out of you. Okay, I know that's a little bit of an extreme example, but um, that's an example of kind of like you have over-spiritualized the issue. Now, could there be a demonic component to this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the very nature of pornography is demonic. It, it is it is literally inspired and driven by the enemy. Um, I mean, absolutely, there, there are humans at play in this. But I, I personally believe that they are under the influence of, of demonic thinking, thoughts that are, that are evil in nature. I don't think they are evil people, and I think that they can be redeemed. Every single person on planet Earth can be redeemed, period. Uh, but I do believe that the enemy worked very hard to create these sort of avenues and resources that cause guys to stumble. So we're, we're not negating the fact that there's a spiritual element here. And we're also not negating the redemptive power of Jesus and growing in your spiritual life. I mean, those are things that are going to be really helpful in the recovery journey. But if we isolate the spiritual part or we make it synonymous with recovery, we actually neglect several other facets of the issue that could be equally helpful and in some cases more helpful. Now, let me, let me come at this from a different angle just to make sure this is really coming across clear. The main mantra of deep clean is that all behavior is rooted in belief. And we use that word intentionally rooted because we find that the weed metaphor is one of the most helpful ways to illustrate how you truly recover from porn. A lot of people tackle the weeds of their life by simply running over them with the lawnmower, quote unquote, quote unquote, whatever that might be. And what they end up with is a bunch of behavior modification, but no long-term resolution. True freedom is actually uprooting the problem. It's going underneath the surface and it's getting rid of the roots. Okay, that's the main mantra of deep clean. To take it one step further, I believe that the roots of our hearts grow in soil that is composed of four elements primarily. And those four elements are the social, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Now, I kind of liken this to a chair. Okay, a chair that, uh, well, every chair needs four legs to stand on stably. So if the spiritual is the only leg of the chair, you are very unstable. And you will have moments that feel like balance and freedom and stability, only to find that you are crashing later. Because you didn't have the other legs in place 
to balance your emphasis on the spiritual. So all this to say is one of the one of the things that we miss out on when we only focus on the spiritual is these other areas that are, in my opinion, just as spiritual, really, like the emotional, the mental, and the social. These are all very spiritual arenas of our life, not as overtly as, you know, praying a prayer, an exorcism, or, you know, like whatever, wherever that, that's going to take you. But I guess the, the point I'm making here is it's, it is still spiritual to focus on the other areas. But I think sometimes people just think like, well, if I pray more, if I read my Bible more, I should be able to get free. Those are things I thought. And there was some merit to that because if you carry out the disciplines well, they will actually connect your heart with God's. And and that is a very good way to heal. It's a very good way to recover, but it is not in of itself comprehensive. So uh, again, it's a really good start. It's an important facet, but we don't want to over-spiritualize the problem. Instead, we want to do best practice number four, which is understand that God is equally in the aspects of recovery that are seemingly less spiritual. God is in all things. That's another way to put it, probably a better way to put it. God is in all things. And I kind of alluded to this earlier. When you take care of your emotional health, your mental health, when you strengthen your social skills, when you focus on having really deep, meaningful connections and relationships with the people that matter the most to you, God is in those things. It's not like he's only present when you pray or you wage spiritual warfare. He is there when you do everything. And that includes taking care of these other facets of the recovery journey. Now, in the recovery guide here, we've listed a couple spiritual disciplines that go a long way. Um, And that was kind of just to prove like, hey, the spiritual stuff is important and let's do these things. So worship and prayer, reading the word, small groups, stillness and meditation, and talking to spiritual mentors, leaders, pastors, etc. These are going to help you tremendously, and we highly, highly encourage them. Now, here are some things that are not overtly spiritual, but could really benefit you in the recovery journey. Building emotional intelligence. Okay, just think about that. Who gave your, your who gave you your emotions? So wouldn't it make sense then that taking care of your emotional health would be a godly activity? I mean, if God gave them to you, then surely taking care of them is somewhat spiritual anyway. Uh, Number two, discovering healthy emotional outlets. So cooking, nature, hikes, music, art. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. And, you know, a lot of people, when when I, I used to do seminars on how to connect with God and how to build intimacy with him. And when we used to kind of go around and before we would really start the training, we would ask people, what are some of the ways that you experience God the most? And without fail, I mean, almost every single time, people would talk the most about nature, just experiencing God in nature. And that is so spiritual. I mean, remember, he created the heavens and the earth, but but being in nature is actually good for the heart. It's good for the mind, good for the body, good for the emotions. And these are, these are spiritual things. They're not overtly spiritual. You're not getting brownie points in Sunday school for going on a nature hike uh, or nature walk or whatever. But um, these things really go a long way. They go a long way for your well-being, and they're really going to contribute to your long-term recovery. Um, I, I relisted meditation and decluttering the mind. Um, I think in a more spiritual context, meditation is really meditating on the Word of God. Um, I believe there's, there's other kinds of meditation that are not, maybe you're not meditating on Scripture, but truths that are Scripture-based. So like something I meditate on is that I am enough. 
Now, it doesn't say that in scripture. There's not a verse that says I'm enough, but we can kind of deduce the truth of that statement based on the text in, in certain passages like Luke 4 or Galatians 3, Colossians 3, 2 Corinthians 5. There's lots of different places. So anyways, meditation can go a really long way, finding things to focus on. Number four, investing in friendships. Big one. I mean, in case you can't tell, that's like the undertone of everything we're going through here, investing in friendships. Um, So yeah, definitely would encourage that one. And the last one is learning a new skill or a hobby. Learning a new skill or a hobby. So uh, that goes a long way to just getting you to focus on something that gives you life, that you can concentrate your energy on. And John Eldridge famously says that every man needs an adventure. And the amount of guys who come to me because they cannot handle boredom and loneliness is through the roof. Boredom and loneliness. And both of those, in my opinion, are symptoms of a lack of adventure. Now, there's other things at play as well, um, especially on the loneliness front. But when you're experiencing boredom, and it's causing you to watch porn or waste hours on YouTube or social media, yeah, you might need to just pick up a new skill, a new hobby, invest in something, and really go after it. So those are some examples of of things you can do, but the the list goes on and on. I mean, we probably could have just created a whole guide with uh, like 101 practical things that you can do to get free of porn and, and just kept going here on this list. It's very, very long. But the point here is is learning to integrate God into the other parts of your life that are not overtly spiritual is going to add another depth to your relationship with him and your recovery as a result. So that is my big encouragement to you today, guys, is uh, don't make the mistake of over-spiritualizing the problem. Instead, understand that God is equally in all aspects of recovery, even those that are less spiritual. So I am um, I'm a big fan of this. I, I really have found a lot of life, as I mentioned, like um, I found a lot of life in a couple of these couple of these things I listed here. Um, like building emotional intelligence has been super helpful for me. I'm big on on uh, friendships. So like when I got married uh, just under two years ago, my groomsmen I had the the shortest friendship I had with any of my groomsmen was I think seven years. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. It would have been, oh yeah, it would have been about seven years at the time. Yeah. Um, and the longest I, th- I had with one of my groomsmen was, um, I think about 15. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even 30 when I got married and, uh, just really believe in maintaining long-term friendships. Um, and I think some of these practical things go a long way, like cooking. Uh, I love baking. I've talked about that in my newsletter and, um, uh, maybe I've talked about it here as well in the podcast. Music, I used to be a professional musician, so uh, music is a huge thing for me. And I do love nature, hikes, nature walks. We live right by the beach and by a bunch of nice parks. So um, yeah, we, we do that pretty uh, pretty steadily. So lots of different things you can do, guys. Uh, but the biggest thing here is just find other things that you can enjoy God with um, or enjoy with God. And, and it'll go a really, really long way. And again, it's not to, uh, we don't want to dismiss the spiritual parts either. Those things matter. We just don't want to get too caught up in them that we neglect some of these other areas that are really meaningful as well. Remember that that chair, you want that chair to be sturdy and stable on four legs. And so we want to tackle the social, emotional, mental, and spiritual as best as we can. And if you resolve the roots in each of those areas, you are going to experience tremendous success and a very quick recovery journey. 
So hey, thanks so much for listening. If you want to get your hands on this Ultimate Recovery Guide, it is a free resource. You can get it at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. All we ask for is your email and you get a free download sent to you in a matter of moments. And if you are looking to connect with us a little bit more deeply, I encourage you to go to sathiasam.com. You can find out more about our programs. We have a couple webinars on there uh, to help you and to give you an idea of what our programs could look like. And, um, and I offer free strategy sessions. So anybody who is really ready to take the plunge, you're, you're serious about getting some help, joining a program, uh, I will make time in my calendar for you. All of that is at sathiasam.com. So hey, thanks so much for listening today, guys. I love you and appreciate you very dearly. And I'm cheering you on. And uh, this has been a fun series. I'm excited to close it out tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So have an amazing day. We'll talk very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.